Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. What's going on, travelers? What's going on? It's Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden, and we're back with you with for another episode of the Success Journey Show. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How you doing, bro? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. I don't know, I don't know if you're on YouTube right now, man. You guys can see the new frames that I got here. Um, my wife wanted me to go a little Denzel, uh, Malcolm X, you know. So uh, I tell you, man, I feel transformed, man. When I put them on, shoot, man. I'm like, yo, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, a whole new world. Hey, what you be telling her about enemies necessary? Yeah, yeah, but anything <laughs> necessary. Let's go, man. I, I, I even get the rubber band strap to go around it so it don't come off. You know? <laughs> and Rico, we call that the brain strap, man. You don't yeah, the that, brain strap. Yo. yo, you're a cool yeah, boy. Yo. Like, yo, yeah. yo, I see young Marie's walking around with the brain strap. I'm like, yo, hey, Marie, come here. And they're like, yes, Master Art? I'm like, hey, come here. Take that dang on thing off. You look like a cool ball, man. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, man, I've been good, dude. Um, just running around, having a good time with the boys and all that good stuff. Man, uh, that's it, man. How about yourself? Same here. Uh, people are going to be, I don't know where this episode is going to fall. They're going to see uh, some of our endeavors. Um, we're really excited. The first quarter this year, we've been rocking. We, we put two houses on the contract. And at the same time, we have one that's on the contract that's going to be sold after we fix it already. And then we have another one that we're going to be refinancing out of um, uh, out of the first contract that we had it in. because We had it on the hard money lender. We'll talk about the, that process. Um, everybody should, should have saw that house. And it's going to be pretty exciting to tell them, you know, three houses, first quarter. And then we don't know. We probably pick up a couple of others uh, before the end of March. So. You know, yeah, yeah. it is good. what it is, man. You talk about it, don't be about it. You know what I'm saying? You do be about it, don't talk about it. <laughs> I was going to say, don't be about it. Is that what you mean? I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> talk about it, back. don't be about it. That's the that's the Instagram way. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it, don't be about it. Yeah, talk uh, about it, don't be about it. No, oh, man. But yeah, guys, man, we're just so grateful uh, to be here for another week. And today we have another phenomenal guest that's joining us. Um, it, it's, it's funny, you know, Marlon called me, FaceTime me probably like a couple months ago. And typically it, it, you don't FaceTime unless you don't FaceTime unless you're going to like really show me something important. So I'm like, man, why is this guy FaceTiming me, man? We just talked not too long ago. I know he's down training, you know, where he's training at. And, uh, you know, I answered a FaceTime. He was like, yo, man, look who's, look who's with me. And he turned, and I was like, oh, shoot, man. I feel like, yo, how'd you find this guy? Where'd you find him at? <laughs> and uh, nah, we just had a great conversation, man. But it's none other than Shane McCray. Shane, thank you so much for joining us, man, uh, on the show, man. Really excited to just dive into your story uh, and just share with the world a little bit behind the scenes of your journey, man. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. So hey. much, man. Uh, the honor is ours, man. So why don't you start off by just sharing just a, a little bit about yourself and uh, we'll take it from there. So uh, I'm from South Carolina, uh, born and raised. Uh, I graduated out of North Carolina right outside of Charlotte. Uh, grew up single mom, you know, in a very, you know, low income family. Joined the military, 
um, after being homeless before I graduated high school. So right after that, I ended up joining the Marine Corps, uh, first duty station, Japan, uh, went over there, dealt with toxic leadership, went through a rough time. After those two years, I went to San Diego MCRD and I was stationed there for three years where I encountered another set of like very rough leadership. And then, you know, now I'm here in North Carolina. I got here January of last year, January 1st. And, um, you know, I started doing my content and I've been doing videos for some time, for some years, just not military content specifically. And then July was when, um, you know, my first video blew up. And I've been just, you know, keeping a trend going since. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, so you said something that, you know, um, homeless while you were um, before, right before you're graduating high school, um, that led you into, you know, saying, hey, I got to do something to, um, military and thank God the Marine Corps. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, talk about that homelessness and, and the single family and just that background and what what put you what made you say hey I don't want to give up I want to find a way to support myself and make sure that I'm something positive in life so growing up with a single with just my mom you know not I didn't meet my dad till I was 17 so you know we was in a very low income family and you know I always wanted more for myself because you know I used to look around and I see people with talent and dreams and ambition. And then, you know, they just stayed in the local area. They just, they never went anywhere with it. And I always thought to myself, like, you know, I see people on TV, famous coming from these other, you know, they have these stories of these broken backgrounds, these broken homes. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, nah, I could do that. You know what I mean? And I just didn't even know what my talent really was, you know, or how I was going to do it. Because, you know, I started doing academics to try to get it that way. But then, you know, Ultimately, I learned how to dance around like nine years old. And like, you know, that became my thing for a long time. And then, you know, moving up, you know, I moved with my dad um, at the end of my junior year because I wanted to meet my dad, you know, finally, you know, getting those conversations like, yo, I'm going to spend my senior year with my dad. After that, um, my original plans was to join the Army. So I was like, I'm going to, you know, spend my senior year with my dad, I'm going to join the Army. So I go to North Carolina, live with my dad. The whole year, man, we bumping heads, man, just going back and forth, man. And, you know, because I was already who I was and he was trying to make me to what he wanted to me to be. But it was like, you know, it was too late. I was on that, that, that the last end of like that teenage years going into, you know, young adult age. And um, a few days before I graduated, we just kept bumping heads, bumping heads. And I ended up being, you know, being put out the house. And, you know, I had a job at Cookout. I was a, a manager at Cookout. So I was literally living in this motel, this rundown motel, man. It was so bad. But I was paying $212 every Monday to live in this, this uh, motel. And mm. I had a friend, I had a friend that lent me a car, this rundown car that, you know, like it, it was, this car was like the, like you had to go under the hood and take off like this pipe just for the car to cut off and then crank <laughs> it back up. You, you put the pipe back on and then crank it. It was the wildest, yo, the wildest. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, but I, I was just blessed to be able to have conversations in my job. You know, I was like, man, it is what it is, you know. And during those times, you know, I remember being in that motel and it's like hot as hell, summertime in North Carolina. And oh. I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, like, where is my life headed? Like, where, where is my life going? Like, I want to do these things in life. I don't even know where I'm going to go with this. And at the, and before that, I had already talked to the Marine recruiter. So I was like, you know, man, you know what? I, like I'm trying to figure it out on my own Bump in the road, but I, I don't know what to do, man. I'm throwing my hands up at this point. I'm just working just to say, I got something to do in the day, you know? 
And so I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to go in. I'm going to join the Marine Corps. And I ended up going straight into the Marine Corps, like that September of that year, 2015. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, so much, man. You already just put in there, put out there. It's like, you know, going to live with your father, you know, you know, the expectation that you had, you know, going into that and then not ending up where you wanted it to go. But what I, I mean, what I love, what I heard from you, though, is that you was like 17, 18 years old. And you had that that desire or that that wherewithal to say, hey, I, I got to provide for myself. Like, I, I got to do something right. You know, you say you were a manager at, you know, at uh, the cookout. And yeah, I don't know, Marla, how many 17, 18 year old, 19 year olds, whatever that age is that are executing on that level. Right. You know, what I mean, they'll be like, hey, you know, well, I'm not I don't have no I don't have any money. I don't know where to live. You know, I ain't got no job. So I'm just going to go find some couch to, to sleep on or whatever it may be. But it was like, you were like, yo, you know, I got to find something, even if it's not what you want, you know, you got to find yeah. something that's, that spoke volumes of you, man. You talking about 200 something dollars a month, I mean, a week, that's over 800 something dollars a month that, you know, you were paying. And I know, I know the cookout wasn't really paying you that much, you know what I'm saying? Like, eat, if you still what you did. Don't tell us what you did, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, because I was a manager, so I was making enough to afford it because we got paid every week at Cookout. But, you know, yeah. I didn't have to worry about food because I ate at work. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It worked yeah. out. You made it work out, dude. So you had decision, man, to say, hey, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to join this Marine Corps. I'm, I'm just going to really go in. Like, when you got to Paris Island, that's what it is, right? Paris Island? Paris, did you ever be like, yo, what the heck did I think I should have? I could have stayed at the cookout. Look, man, (laughs) man. the first week wasn't bad because you know, I come, I got yelled at all my life, you know, even when I did nothing wrong, you know, I just how I I guess my mama just liked to yell at me, I was just a yellable person, so it's just (laughs) like I got to a point where like we was on the second week. Lie. I was up in my rack at night, just laying there looking up at like the, the rack above me, and I was like, "Yo, I want to go to home." Like, I <laughs> I don't know. I I thought being homeless was bad. I had peace of mind at least. You know what I mean? Like, I was I was fed. I had a place to bathe, somewhere to sleep, and I had a job. That is that is really. You, if you told somebody you had all those things, they would think you were successful in life. But no, I had the lower end level of that. But at the same time, I had it. But being in boot camp, man, let me tell you, that second week, I was up all night just thinking to myself, like, yo, what if I just walk walk in there and be like, yo, can I just go back to the crib? And I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, I just go back to the crib. We, we ain't even gotta get into all that. We just chalk it up as a loss. I just go home. And it was like, yeah, right, scream. It was just, you know, Bad, <laughs> uh, I feel you, dude. But then yeah, even yeah. coming, but 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 coming through that, you know, and like, what's it, how did you feel, man? That graduation day, you know, man. Just not really even graduation crazy. day. I tell you, when I got that EGA in my hand after the crucible, crucible. man, yes, I was, <laughs> I was, man, crying so hard. I felt like I, I I felt like I hit the lotto. Like I was like, yo, can't nobody touch me. Like, yo, like yes, we was walking around the squad bay and I'm like, I'm walking around with my test out. People are like, yo, we did it. You mean, yeah, you right, we did it. You thought I was gonna <laughs> fail? Like, what you talking about? Make it out my face. You know what I mean? Like I was just I was on one. And then graduation, man, 
when they dismissed us, I was still, my mom would tell you, I was still standing there when my family was walking up. And they was like, are you okay? Like, we're happy to see you. I was like, what? Like, is this not a joke? Like, can I really go home? And it was like, yeah, you can go home. I was like, I, you know, like you keep a dog in a cage so long and when you open the cage, he don't want to come out no more. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. me. I was like, I feel like this is my home now. Like, I, I have no other home. And it was like, well, if you want to get your Google, you know what I mean, in the car, and, you know, we went home. So... <laughs> <laughs> now I know I know Marlon man when he came out he had lost a good like 50 pounds but uh <laughs> I'm looking at you man did you lose your gain when you were in there I hate to see you man that was a look I let me tell you I thought I was gonna lose weight too and I was like man, I'm already skinny boy I'm like one of them kids for 99 cents a day you can help this you know what I mean but I was like you know but I got swayed so much at boot camp because like I was I was Mr. Can't Get Right you know like I could drill I had a little swagger to me but I just me you know like I didn't understand the concept of like shut up don't speak but I would think every time something was said to me I had to say something back and then I wouldn't say it the way they said it they'd be like they'd be like they'd be like uh recruit McCray why why the, like why did you like turn this way and we turn this way I'm like, I thought, I, and they say, you know, I'm getting slaves. And it's like, I, I remember one time, and this is going to help explain what I'm about to tell you at the end. I remember one day I got slayed from sun up to sundown. They, I got slayed when the child came back, got slayed when the child came back, got slayed. I put on 15 pounds. When I came home, my girlfriend couldn't believe who I was. I was like, man, I ain't never, I ain't, I ain't never thought I could gain weight. And it was all muscle weight, no fat, because I barely yeah. ate when I was in there. I was getting slayed yeah. in the child hall, too. I barely ate at y'all. But, like, I tell you, man, like, I put on 15 pounds, and, like, I lost those 15 pounds on them 10 days of leave. I tell you that. And I'm right back <laughs> to being my skinny self. I, I, I ain't never seen 160 ever again. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Never happen. Prime years, man. That was my prime years. It lasted for 10 days, and they think, no. I told him what MCT, man, I was back to being for 99 cents a day. You can feed this free. <laughs> It was that simple, man. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to tell you, man. Yeah, boot camp is different. They have a system because I went in, well, I'm vegetarian. I am vegetarian. So I lost, I went from 190 to 160. Mm. You know, and when I came back, I looked like a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that too. I said, that boy came back like a crackhead, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some guys in I saw some guys in um um Rick and they're like yo you got the monster that's what they used to call AIDS back then. <laughs> like, yo, <you> got- <laughs> yo I I remember we had a guy like that too he was like almost two hundred and by the time we graduated that boy like he had he had married Jenny Greg boy that boy was so skinny I was like dang because I didn't realize he had lose so much weight because we were just going through the motions. And yeah, yeah. I messed around and I saw his mom was talking to him when me he was talking and she pulled up a picture and I was like, dang, boy. I said, what is it? Light post suction you on this while I wasn't looking? <laughs> that boy had looked, that boy had looked sick. Well, I say, yo, you need a full meal right now. Like, boy, you about to <laughs> yeah, go eat. <laughs> oh man, man, man. So so you said you went over to Okinawa. So Irakuni, Japan. Irakuni, Japan. So now you're really away from home. Granted, you know, you understand being on your own, everything like that. However, you said, and you know, a lot of a lot of Marines watch this show, and there's toxic leadership. Let's just say oh, 100%. It. 
There's a toxic leadership. And if we think there's no toxic leadership in the Marine Corps, we're lying to ourselves, right? Um, Because we always say there's 10%. So there's always 10% in everything in the Marine Corps. So Mm -hmm. let's uh, talk about that toxic leadership, how it affected you, and how how did that even affect your overall life? Man, I thought boot camp was the hardest thing coming into the Marine Corps. Boy, when I got to Japan, man. And then I was already nervous of going to Japan because I ain't never flew before. You know what I mean? I broke out my life. The most I ever did was drive to work. So we got on the plane. We find one side of the, 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 the globe to the other side. And then, like, we find over nothing but ocean. I can't swim. You know what I mean? It's just so much things going wrong with this scenario. So I'm already, I'm already depressed by even landing in, in, in Iwakuni. So I get Iwakuni, new Marine. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know. I went to school for my job, but just like every other Marine, we still don't know our job. So I came in there like, yo, I'm new here. I got my alphas on, you know, it's pollen season. You know, the pollen's out in the air. Okay, cool. I walk into work. My corporal's like, hey, didn't I tell you clean your core friends last night? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Why is there pollen in the crack of your core friend? And I'm like, I walk here. You know what I mean? Like, I I can't dodge the pollen on my way here. Like, I walked here, but I couldn't say it like that, you know? And I'm just like, you know, good to go, corporal. He's like, all right, bet. Negative confidence. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. And then it just, it went on from there, man, to like at a point where field day, we couldn't even keep our own personal linen on our bed. They made us for field day, you had to put the barracks linen on your bed and fold it like boot camp on the corners and everything, like the 16 to all that. So like if something could fit in your wall locker, it had to go in your wall locker. My TV, if it could fit, it had to go in your wall locker. I remember I had cereal on top of my fridge. My math son was like, why they cereal on the fridge? I was confused too. I wanted to ask the same question back. Like, why, like, why is it on the fridge? I don't know. She's like, put it in your fridge. Who eating cold Captain Crunch? That's what I want to know. Who eating cold Captain Crunch? So dealing with that, we can't even live our own personal life in the barracks. Then on the weekends, my master and one officer, you know, we in the, we of age, smoke pit, drink, and have a good time. They standing behind the barracks watching us in the smoke pit. I'm like, like y'all ain't got no light? Like, y- y'all really just watching me right now? Like, it got to a point where, like, I was like, okay, I need to speak up because, you know, they're starting to do a lot of extra things. That moment I spoke up, they was on my head ever since. I went on leave. They took a picture of me on leave. A picture I took on leave with my family. They zoomed in on me on my face and screenshotted it. When I got back, I got a counseling for not shaving on leave. I was like, what? Yes. The extreme. Then I found out how they ended up getting to that. My master sergeant was having my staff and COs on the weekends report every Monday what they found on our social media. And if they couldn't view our social media because we blocked them, they would become cool with some other Marine that we know or just chop it up with them and have them pull up our social media. And they they, they was really like hell bent on trying to control our lives. Like I, I, I just didn't get it. And I was like, yo, like, this is not right. Like, like we already working at the post office during, you know, overseas where it's super busy. Mail is packed to the ceiling. We don't really get no days off during this time. And we work it from sun up to sundown. When I come into work, the sun ain't out. When I get off, the sun is gone. So I go to sleep. I wake up, do the same thing. And I'm like, yo, we already got this stress of work. And now, you know, you messing with our personal life. Then when we come to work, any little thing that we do, they're ready to charge us for it. But they came after me specifically because, you know, I requested masks and spoke up because everybody else was kind of like, you know, the standby effect. You know what I mean? Where like you see something that's not right, but you don't want that energy on you. So you kind of just let it be. And people saw me speak up and they saw I got crucified. They was like, yeah, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, Yeah, we're not doing that. And it got to a point where I ended up getting 26105. The first one I got, my friend got caught underage drinking, right? 
I wasn't even with him. Wasn't even with him. But I got charged for, for, for providing. And I was like, how did I, I? I didn't provide him no alcohol. They was like, well, you knew he was drinking, so that's the same as providing. I'm like, who says I knew he was drinking? Well, we're going to charge you with this, uh, with providing alcohol to a minor, 6105. I was like, what? Then two months later, I do. I used to dance, so I did this dance video in, in um, the McDonald's in uh, Hiroshima. It was on the third level. I'm dancing on the table, but I asked the Japanese people before I did it. But there's nobody up there on the third level, so I'm dancing on the table because even the CEO knew I danced. He, they held a whole talent show and they came to watch me. So, video goes viral because everybody knows I dance for sharing the video. And literally, I get to work. Let's go see first on. Go see first on. I'm getting charged with disorderly conduct. They're about to JP me. I take my rank because of me dancing on the table. And they're like reading it off to me, this way conduct. And they're reading off, reading it from the book. And it's talking about being other than influence. And I'm like, how did that, how did that go with what, what you're telling me I'm being charged for? They were like, well, you know, you wasn't drunk, but it's the same as this way conduct. It's like the same thing. So we're going to charge you with that. And I promise you, this stuff is still in my files. This same 6105. And they, they ended up dropping it to a 6105 because I guess the CEO saw that I didn't mean no harm by it because he knows that I just love the dance. But I'm like, if you see I made no harm, but I just dropped the whole thing. You know what I mean? But I got yeah. another 6105 and I got non-rec for like a year. And I was just like, done. Like promotion was not even in the conversation. And then my family was going through things back home. My mom was going through a traumatic experience that she had went through that I was going to speak about. And I'm away from home. I can't be there for my mom because I was a man of the house. You know, I have two younger sisters. So my, my mom never stayed in a consistent relationship. So it's like, I was there to protect my mom. And now that I'm gone, I can't. And now I'm here, I'm dealing with all this stuff with this command that's steady targeting me. Even when I put in leave to go and leave with my friends, they my stats aren't, <laughs> boy. He was like, McCray, put your leave in, I'll send it up, man. I was like, yeah, you know, stats aren't. Explaining how my plan, me and my friends plan to go to Osaka. We want to have fun. You know, we're going to go here, this and that. Okay, man, put in a leave, I'll send it up. I check him well. He denies my leave and says, he, he, he uh, non-recommends my leave and says, Marine doesn't have a solid plan. He just want to kick it with the fellow. And I'm like, isn't that the point of taking leave with my friend? <laughs> like, we, we, we gonna, you think we're going to, like, take leave and go, like, give a, a motivational speech to a group of Japanese people? Like, we're going to get lit and have fun, bro. Like, 21, you know what I mean? We having a good time. And they denied my leave. I wasn't able to take leave. And, like, at that point, I was just like, yo, I can't get away. I can't even get time off. I can't do nothing. I'm watching all my friends in different sections go take leave, do this, this, and that. I'm dealing with stuff from back home. My mom's going through this. My sister's going through this. And literally, I got to a point where I broke down. 2017, man, I ended up attempting to take my life because I felt like I was at a point where I just, I tell people, when you're in a deep depression, you can be in a room full of people and still feel alone. Because yeah. people always be like, yo, you know, you, he, we was there for him, man. Like, I talk to him all the time. Like, why didn't he hit me up? But I'm telling you, when you fall into a deep depression, if you don't notice people, behavioral changes, because I had a lot of behavioral changes in that night that a lot of my friends noticed, but they didn't think nothing of it because they're trying to continue to join the night because they're thinking like, no, McCray's good. Like, he's always joking, funny dude. McCray's good, man. Like, he just, he just chilling at night. But didn't know that that behavioral change led up into what I was supposed to be feeling, which I never had it in my mind that I would want to do that because I always thought to myself, people who did that, I was so confused about it. Like, why did you do that? Like, why didn't you try to, you know, get through it or fire, you know? Because I never knew someone who attempted suicide, even went through with it. So that night, I ended up attempting to take my life and everybody was shocked. It was like, yo, like, yo, like, why you ain't talk to me? Why? And this staff sergeant I knew, she drove from her house to the barracks 
when I got released from the hospital and she like hugged me, tears crying. And I, I just like, I had no emotion. Like I just, I was so out of touch with myself that like, I just didn't know who I was anymore. And I immediately reverted back to everything I went through in life as far as young age, dealing with, you know, a lot of trauma, being homeless. And now what I'm dealing with and all these other things, I was just so numb. Like I told people like, I literally felt like I was just here. Like I was just, I was just existing. Like I was just going through motions of whatever I needed to do in the day. And mm. like, I was in a psychiatric hospital for a week. And during that time in Okinawa, when I got moved to Okinawa to the, you know, psychiatric hospital, you know, the Marines told me when I got back to Iwakuni to check out the PCS, because they gave me early orders. They were like, yo, Master Arnold was like, yo, now our problem child going, we can finally like, work can finally be, you know, work can finally function. And I'm like, I'm your problem child. Like you just pushed me to the brink of suicide. And you don't, you stood there at the hospital telling me how much you cared about me, lying to my face, which I know you're lying, telling me, you know, if I ever need anything, reach out to you. But then, you know, it's just, how do you, how do you not care about a human being, like a person that your sole obligation is to take care of? Their, their parents sent them into the military in your care, expecting you to take care of them minimum just take care of them you know what i mean everything else military wise we deal with that's outside of the norm but it's like just take care of my child you know but you couldn't even do that and it's like and these people didn't have kids of their own so they didn't have that connection with understanding that the level of care for a human being they just look at us as like a number you know what i mean we were just a number we were just another marine that's all it was you know and we were just a body and that really that really like it, it it really fucked me up for a long time. Like I was really like, I tell you, like I was so out of touch with myself. I had to. It took me a year to really just get back into reality. Mm. Wow. wow. So now you're in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego is a different environment compared to Irakuni. San Diego, everybody knows after <laughs> after after that. Hey, dismiss. Everybody's mm-hmm. going out, everybody. And and also, you could get lost in the shuffle, meaning friendship is not... To me, I don't know if Lejeune is the same way I joined 2002. I was at Lejeune. Lejeune was more... Had more camaraderie than 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 California. California, everybody goes out and one person lives mm-hmm. in Temecula, da 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 But in, in North Carolina, Jacksonville's so small... You know, everybody was over each other's house cooking or whatever the situation was. So how how did the leadership, you said you followed another toxic leadership. How did the leadership over there even help you to come back or what helped you to come back to that reality after that year? You've been listening to the Success Journey Show. You can check us out on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Also on our website, thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. So I, when I originally got there, my leadership was amazing. You know, so when I first got there, the leadership I had was amazing. And they knew about what I had went through when I was overseas. And they told me like, you know, I main focus, like we're not worried about what, what happened overseas. Whatever they talking about, they tried to brief us that you're this ex, we don't care about none of that. Fresh start, you know, we're here to take care of you. And this is good leadership. That's like, I don't care what you've done before you got here, what happened, we don't even need to know the story. This is your fresh start. What do you need from us to help you become a better version of yourself? And from that moment, I immediately start to feel good about myself that I was in good care, you know, 
my career started progressing. I, I'm getting promoted to corporal. I'm doing all these things. I'm getting all these opportunities. My PT's going up. I'm running a 300 CFT. And that leadership rotated out after mm. a year of being there because they was already there way before me. New leadership rotates in. And now I get mirror images of what I went through with that leadership. And now I got a staff and CEO. And, it's, and the thing is, it's a small shop. It's been like four of us. You know what I mean? But I got a staff and CEO and a sergeant that's like, well, she was a corporal when she first PCS there, picked up sergeant. Now the whole, my whole life changes like full circle. Now, you know, at first everything was cool. You know, we used to play cards and stuff at work. Whenever we, we had downtime, um, everything was cool. And then just like out of nowhere, it was a switch in the momentum. When I walked into work one day and she was like, and I was like, hey man, um, I was wondering, she was like, it's sergeant. I was like, hmm? She's like, when you talk to me, it's sergeant. And I was like, oh, you know, like I don't have a problem addressing you by your rank that you've earned, but we've all had a cool relationship here. And I never stepped outside of those lines to make you feel disrespected. It's always been casual conversation, but okay, let me see where this is going. Because, you know, you just had this quick move switch when everything, you you set the foundation of this kind of like environment with you. But now you all of a sudden just switch to, hey, look, it, it's strictly business. And I'm like, what did I do? You know? So then fast forward, I'm on my way to work and I'm halfway to work and I call her and I'm like, hey, um, you know, no, I text her. I'm like, hey, I'm on my way to work. But my wife wants me to turn around and grab these packages and mail to her mom for the dollar. That way my wife is from. So, okay. She texts me back. She's like, okay. So I turn around because I told her, you know, it's going to make me a little late because right now I'm on time where I'm headed, like where I'm at. But if I turn around, it's going to be a little late. She's like, you know, okay. Turn around. We get the package. I come in. I'm like five minutes late. But I ain't tripping because I'm like, you know, she knew I was going back. She told me it was cool. She tells me she's charging me with UA. And I'm like, how are you charging me? I said, you knew I was, I texted you. She said, yeah, I know, but I still have to give you the paperwork. What? <laughs> How does that even make sense? And I'm like, good to go, Sergeant. Let me sign that. As soon as I sign it, request mask, I walk to the battalion. Because I'm like, I already know how to play this game. I'm not about to do this again. I'm not about to go through this again. I'm not about to allow myself to go into a depression deal with stuff like this again. So we get another corporal during that time from the June. And, you know, me and him are at the top of the list to pick up Sergeant, right? So it's getting close time to pick up sergeant. You know, we're already bumping heads in the shop. And then we go quarantine because my sergeant gets uh, COVID. Sergeant gets COVID. We out of work for like two months. So during the time, you know, I get sick and I'm like SIQ. You know, uh, I think I had like a stomach virus. And um, the next morning, accountability text, um, they were like, you know, because he was like, my sergeant was like, at this time, I want accountability text. But mind you, I'm on these medication that medical gave me to help me sleep because I couldn't sleep. I was in so much pain in my stomach. So I woke up a couple hours after that and I texted the group chat like, yo, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't roger up at the right time. But, you know, like you guys, as you guys know, I've been sick. I'm on these medications. My staff son was like, but what time did I tell you to roger up? And I'm like, good to go. Good to go. Right. Remember that situation, right? Yeah. Now we move forward. I'm on staff training to recall for staff for staff level two. And I'm talking to my friends about how I'm getting treated at work, you know. And I'm like, man, look, when I pick up Sergeant, bro, I'm like, this female is not going to tell me nothing. Because I'm like, we're going to be peers, and I'm not dealing with that. And I'm going to let her know, like, you know, as a leader, bro, she needs to fix herself. You know? She had a friend that was on a course with me, a Lance Corporal, who recorded me talking to my friend 
and sent it to her. And so I come back off the course to work. I'm working all day. Nobody says nothing to me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I ain't tripping, do my job. It's about time to go home. Like, bet. They released the other Marine. McCray, you stay here. Okay. We close. They close the door. They stand in front of me. So is there anything you want to tell us? Mm, no, I don't know what you're talking about. We already seen the video, McCray. And I'm like, what video? He's like, do you want me to play it back? And I'm like, I'm lost. They're like, so on staff training, you wasn't saying whenever you pick up Sergeant, ain't nothing she could be able to tell you. And it started processing in my mind on what happened. And I was like, I ain't said nothing. And he was like, you know, I saw you share this meme on your Facebook where you said it was a meme about a sergeant saying something to a Dream Marine. And the Dream Marine said something funny back to them. Like pretty much I like disregarded what they said. Mind you, me and my sergeant are not friends on Facebook. I shared this meme because it was funny. I'm a, I love funny stuff. He screenshotted that, sent it to her. Because he's going to tell me she felt offended. He's I started to charge you for that. How could she feel offended when she don't even follow me? So you created that narrative by sending her a meme and telling her it's about her. I didn't do that. Because if she was following me and I shared it in my feed, yeah, maybe I was trying to get at her. But she don't. we're not friends on social you know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't share that for her. To, she would never see this because we're not friends. I shared it because it's funny. But you screenshot and sent it to her. Oh, yeah, this is about you. What? And he's like, you know, we, we, we just think that you need to fix yourself and mindful, like, things you're talking about outside this post office. Don't be talking to people outside this post office about the things that's going on in here. Cool. Whatever, man. Chalk it up to the game. Moving forward, time for promotion. I'm like, cool. You know, I'm about to get promoted to sergeant, man. All this, all this going to get behind me soon. You know, we just got a Dream Marine, just got a Dream Marine now, and I get non right. I'm like, what am I being not right for? They say lack of leadership and maturity. Mind you, Dream Marine just got there. I was the lowest rank. Who was I leading? The ghost, like Lance Cooper Casper, like it was, I was the lowest rank. And I'm like, I love to say you are a direct reflection of your leadership. So if I like leadership and maturity, what does that say about you? <laughs> we, we we want to use stuff when we want to use it you know we apply yeah, it when yeah, we, you know yeah. ah, we, we, we're not going to snap that on that because that could double back on me we're going to just sit that over here yeah man you got to fix yourself you know what I mean I'm like makes no sense so I request mass again I'm like yo these people are really trying to come for me and they're like well you they said they have negative paperwork to show a trend that you doesn't deserve to be promoted what, ne- what negative paperwork I ain't never got only negative counsel that I know we are disputed that one I've never got negative paperwork since I've been here and then I'm like, I told the CEO, they are going, and me knowing from what I've been through my time with the toxic leadership, they're going to try to backdate some situations and try to type something up. Why? And he's like, okay, we'll see. They bring in my record jacket. That phone conversation, when uh, the phone text accountability, I had a negative counsel for that. Tell me this, right? After I typed it up, my sergeant signed as a witness, and it says I was not available to sign. Ha. Help me understand this. You both have COVID. Y'all are in different locations quarantining. How was she there to sign for a negative counseling if y'all was supposed to be in two separate locations quarantine? Make it make sense, bro. And I, I put it, I, I was like, too easy. Then they tried to give me a counselor for one day for her correcting me on something that I did at work. And I'm like, where's my signature on this counseling? Because she had to read this to me and give me a copy. I was like, sure. I, I never got this. I have no, I don't even know what this is. And the CEO threw it out. He was like, it's stupid. So closes out cool i'm at the top of the list me and the other corporate i'm in a shot with right so i go on leave 
I'm I'm there for one day in the month. One day, the first day of the month. And I take leave, my leave starts that day at 1630. Because I'm like, man, I'm going to take the rest of this month on leave so they won't have nothing on me. I come back from leave, I'm getting promoted. Go on leave, I get a call. Hey, McCray, you're being non-rect again. What? I'm not even here. I was here <laughs> for a day. How am I getting all right? They're like, oh, well, you sent this mail piece to this post office and sent it to the recruits that was supposed to go to this post office. Okay. Um, my bad, but I didn't know I did that. Well, you know, yeah, you did it. You signed for it. Okay, that's my bad. You make that kind of mistake all the time. And it's a yeah, simple yeah, fix. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's not like some serious things with mail it's like with the recruit mail going to these post offices, really, bro, the postman reads there, put it in the gubby and drive to the very next post office. Drop it off, easy day, right? But they take it and dress it up as a postal offense because people that don't know my job don't know how simple of a fix that is. It's not a major issue with us. Now, somebody on the outside looking in is like, wow, he committed a postal offense. All they know about postal, you mess it up, you're going to jail. So they thinking, I committed a heinous act. And I'm like, what? And then it was like, well, he denied it the first time when we told him this is not. And, you know, then he later confessed to it. I'm like, yo, y'all gotta be kidding me, bro. So I quest match again. Look, what what's going on, yo? Like y'all said y'all would handle this, talk to them now. I'm on leave. I'm on my leave. Spent my whole leave requesting mass, talking to the CEO in the office my entire time on leave, trying to fight this situation. And then uh the colonel was like, you know, McCray, you know, I think you should just, you know, take the take the non-reg. What? <laughs> Take what? Like, just bend over and take it, bro. Just, just bend over and take it, bro. And he's like, well, you know, uh, you know, and I was like, sir, why would I take this? I'm like, because, like, and I'm talking about the other corporate that's in the shop that's in line to get promoted with me. I'm like, you know, I'm like, they're harping on me about something like this, but I'm like, we all make mistakes in the post office, and I'm explaining our day-to-day on how we make mistakes, but we fix them so easily. He's like, well, see, that shows like a maturity right there. You're bringing up other people. Good to go, sir. Good to go, sir. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta go, sir. And so I text this Marine because he knows the things they've been saying while I haven't been there because he's telling me they stripped away some of my accesses that I needed to work while I was at work because he said, Stefan was like, oh, he don't fuck with no snitches. So that's why he put this shit away. I'm like, cool, right? And they're saying all those other things while I'm not there while I'm gonna leave. And I'm hitting him up like, yo, you know this verbatim. Like, this is what they say. He's like, yes. Like, I can tell you for a fact when they said it, how they said it, how they was like, you know, pretty much plotting this whole thing against you. So I go back to the CEO. Yo, this Marine has seen this and he witnessed this. If he spoke on this, would this validate my situation? CEO is like, well, if he can validate this, then we will really look into this. Cool. Texas Marine, yo, you need to come speak on this. He says, I can't. Why not? He's like, bro, because I'm overweight and they already threatened to weigh me. So if I speak on your shit, they're going to weigh me in and I'm going to get an arm right too. Mm. What? So he lets them, he lets them hang me out to fry. He's 30 pounds overweight. He gets promoted to sergeant. I get non right. Then they're like, oh, you know what? You know, we're going to come up with this whole plan to have you guys be able to work. Because I'm like, tell the CEO, take me out of the shop. Take me out of here. Now nah, we want to leave you in there because we want it to work. We want you guys to learn to work together. So, like, I'm getting jumped in the club. And instead of letting me leave the club, you're going to lock the door and tell me, like, yo, swing back. Like, you know, bob and weave, you know? And it's like, <laughs> cool, bro. I'll figure it out. And then the score ends up closing for seven straight months. Oof. Seven straight months. And I had orders to go to Iwakuni, Japan, back to my first duty station, which I was happy to go back to because I'm like, what I went through there the first time, now I get to be in the leadership position. 
You know, yeah. I get to do it different. And it's like, you know, I was ready to go back. I was so hyped. I feel like a sick of chance life, you know, and the score just kept closing out, closing out, closing out. And then thing you know, Warriors got switched to Camp Lejeune. And I was just like, oh, this is wild. So during this time, the time the score is closing out as we moving into around the mid towards November, the Dream Marine we just got, they can no longer pick on me because it's retaliation now. They picking on her. That corporate I got from Mother Sergeant, he picking on her too. Pushing her buttons, talking her crazy, saying all she make one little mistake. Man, you always messing up. You need to learn every time I tell you that. And she like got to a point where she snapped. She was like, yo, get out of my face. Like, I'm new here. I don't even know this job. Like, why are you mm. like, teach me? And they're like, oh, let's go see first on. And they tried to charge her right up a hole. They charged her going to get her NJP. She was like, they was like, McGavin, you need somebody to speak on your behalf. And I'm like, okay. She was like, I want Corporal McCray. They was like, why Corporal McCray? They was like, it should be somebody who, you know, really knows you or something like this and that. And then she's like, no, I want Corporal McCray. That, too easy. Going there, I speak on her behalf. I speak so well. Like, you could see it in their faces. They were sick. The way I was speaking on the screen's behalf. She kept her pay. She kept her rank. All she had was like 14 days of restriction. Mm. All she got. Moving forward, they go back to work. You know, you know, she kept her rank. You know, you know, they didn't NJP her. You know, McCray spoke on her behalf and helped her keep her rank. Like, why are y'all trying to, like, ruin people's careers? Like, you know what I mean? You overweight. You just doing some shifty stuff that I won't say on here because I don't look. Yeah. But the day, but the day it ever comes to and they come this way with it, we're going to, we're going to have that same conversation again. We'll come back on the same, same podcast. We've got that conversation. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I spare you the first time, not the second time. So literally uh, I'm on leave to PCS, um, to Iwakuni and my orders get canceled. So pretty much I'm still on leave. So my leave over, I come back, check, uh, do my stuff over again and go and leave again and come to June. So while I'm still on leave, um, the Marine calls me and she's like, Sergeant, they're really like, I mean, corporate, they really bother me. They're t- saying they're going to charge me, NJP me again because of this. I went out with my friends and my friends tested positive for COVID. Like, how did I know they was going to test positive? But they're saying I violated COVID guidelines. They're trying to like ruin my career. Like, corporal, you're about to leave me. You can't leave me here by myself. And I'm like, you know, trying to give her positive advice. Like, hey, look, I'm not here to say, you know, this person's wrong, that person's wrong. We recognize the author. What you need to do is focus on yourself and not give people ammunition to make false narratives look true. You know, just giving her real positive insight. And that same night, she took her life. That very same night. Oh, my goodness. Very same night. That... To me, that really, that to this day, I still not gotten over that because it's like, I was, I was hurt. Yeah. Attempting to do the same thing because of what I was dealing with. And I was trying to help her. I was trying to be there for her. And I was just like, and I didn't have that mindset of like, man, I wish she would have told me this is that because I know exactly how she was feeling in that moment. You're in a room full of people and you still feel alone. And I, and it just made me so serious that, you know, these people just, you know, pushed her to that limit. But then you turn around and you dress it up. You say, oh, yeah, we did. We, we talked to her family. You know, she was dealing with mental stuff before she came in. You know, she had her own thing she was dealing with. And then this is the colonel calling me, right? Because her mom called the, 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 the base to speak to me. And she was like, my daughter always talked about a quote from McCray, how he was always helping her, PTing with her. And he was really there for her. I just want to tell him thank you for everything that he ever did for my daughter. You ain't let me have that conversation with her. 
you take the phone call and you pass it to me because you know, you know, if I have that conversation with that woman, I'm going to let her know. I'm going mm. to let her know. And, I, and whatever comes with it, because I've been there. Like, that could have been my mother. You know, just two years before that could have been my mother. Yep. And they would have dressed it up. It's not going to happen that way. And then they extend my leave so I don't come back during the investigation. They're like, hey, you, you need some more time off because you were really close to her. It's very traumatic, you know. And, um, you know, we're going to extend your leave, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, you just don't want me to be here for the investigation. And the investigation happens, whatever. I come back to work. At this point, I'm doing an IG complaint because I'm like, this is something has to be done with this. And I put in my IG complaint, so I get a phone call from the investigator. So I say, yeah, I got a important phone call. I step outside. I sit in my car for like an hour and a half talking to the investigator. Come back into work. Everybody in the command is furious. Who was you on the phone with, McCray? Why was you on the phone for so long? Because they're thinking I'm on the phone with somebody dealing with the investigation. Now they're nervous. Like, why are you so nervous? Why are you, why are you sweating right now? You, if you yeah. have nothing to be worried about, you know? But I ended up PCSing, you know, after all of that. You know, that staff, that staff sergeant, he ended up getting 6105. He got passed over twice. He's going to be, he's going to retire staff sergeant. Uh, that female did not get held accountable. That other, that other Marine that got promoted corporal, promoted sergeant, did not get held accountable. But it's fine because people don't understand is that I have, I have built my platform off of toxic leadership to send a message. And my platform has finally got to a point where now I am going to voice the real issues of retention in the military and that's toxic leadership. So now this podcast is going to be a, um, a real serious one. So there was already an investigation. There was already an IG complaint. So there's nothing new information coming out here. So mm-hmm. this, now you're at Lejeune, different environment. Um, you start to put out your TikTok and boom. Hey, it blows up. Like, so I got here, mind you, man, this leadership I have That's here. That's how that first you. video felt when it blew up. So, All right, walk that, us that. so it, like, and then walk us through that first blow so, up. So, because like, I created the character before I even did the video, my, one of my good friends, he's a fast friend of mine that we work together. And he was fresh out the drill field. Mind you, he was in the drill field while I was stationed on the depot. When I was a corporal, he was a sergeant. But he always said, as long as we track him, that's always something he says because, you know, drill instructors tend to say that a lot. So yeah. I had a math sergeant who always say bullshit when the Marine be lying. Like, right when the Marine started lying, she was like, bullshit. <laughs> like, she would always say that, like, you're in line. So I, those two sayings were so funny to me because I'm a, I'm a goofy person. So I'm like, yo, that's just... Every time I heard them say that, it was like, yo, that's just funny. So I was... First video I ever made, right? Same day, I'm in the office. My math sergeant talked to this Marine about being UA, right? He overslept for hours. And he ended up coming into work. And she was like, why'd you overslept? He said, I wasn't feeling She's like, bullshit. Like, you overslept. Like, right? He said, something about, I, I didn't feel good. Now you hear my alarm. She was like, bullshit. He's like, listen here. But like, she gave him another chance though. And I, that's how good the leadership is here, bro. They gave me as many chances. Before you get charged, by the time you get charged, you be like, yeah, I deserve it. You know what I mean? They don't give me like 50 chances. Like, I deserve, like, paint me out to, like, I'm here, bro. Take the wheel. But, like, right after that conversation, I found that whole conversation funny. I literally went outside with the same Marine and put him behind the camera and reenacted that shit. And right when I was going outside, I was just got watching a video where this dude was shaking Skittles on TikTok. And I was like, yo, black people always doing that when they got candy because we're so used to shooting crap. 
So they're like, you know, you just got to shake something in your hand. You know, you got to get your momentum right because, you know, you got to win some money. You want to go home broke. So, like, some people, that's the only way we're going to eat in the morning. So I'm like, yep. okay, cool. That, right? Take those three things. I take the toxic leadership that I've experienced and I add my own personal humor of my personality. I create this character. I do the first video and it does 100,000 views. It was the day before the 4th of July, uh, four-day weekend. And I'm like, you know, it does 100,000, but on TikTok, that's normal. You know, 100,000 is like, it's not like other platforms. You can get 100,000 really easy. So I get 100,000 views. I'm like, cool. That's good, but that's not great, you know? So I'm like, you know, I need, I need to do something different. Like, I need to add more of my personality into it and, you know, still address the toxic side of stuff. And then my boy was like, hey, you said that comment somebody put? I'm like, what comment? Somebody was like, yo, you need to do it as long as we track in series. And I was like, you're on to something. So I do the video about Cancun. That was my next one, my second video ever doing the, doing these. And I did the one about Cancun a million views before I got out of work. A million mm. views. <laughs> when that video, when that, when that video hit a million views, let me tell you how it went. I was with people I know, and I was like, yo, I just did a mill, yo. Like, like, yo, I'm super blessed, man. Like, hot, like, yo, it's finally taking off for me. And then once I got in the car, I was like, bro, I'm that guy, bro. I'm that guy, bro. I said, everybody doubted me. They know I wrecked me. Try to NJP. You can't stop me. I said, I do this. And I called my mom. And I was like, mama, we gonna make it out the hood. And she was like, boy, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, well not just yet, mama. Don't don't start quitting your job. You know, black people love to do that when they hear good news. Don't quit your job just yet because you're bad at that lady. Look, it, I'm, a, we, I'm about to take it somewhere, all right? My mom was like, what are you talking about? And I showed my mom the video, and I, it kind of, like, killed my spirit. And my mom was like, what is this about? And I was like, I just forgot. You don't know nothing about the military. I don't even know why. <laughs> but um, I was like, you know, mom, I'll call you back. I need me to call somebody who knows about this because you – you killing me because I gotta explain to you every concept and you still like, oh, shit. you know what? <laughs> hey, look, mom, just when the money starts coming, just you know what I mean. Just hey, just go buy the house, okay. man. Go buy the house, you know. But I was super excited, man, because going through what I've been through, everything I experienced, my time in the military, and just I was always doing stuff on like content and things of that nature. And it's even crazy because my first stand up ever was in July of 2019. And that same day was the same day, the same day two years later that my first video did a million views. Mm. A million views, bro. And that was before Ooh. I even clocked out of work. I looked at my, I'm at work, I'm working, you know what I mean? I got stuff to do with the charge and my phone is vibrating like crazy in my pocket. I'm like, Yo, what's going on? I look at my screen, my screen is just like all type of stuff, like just going crazy. And I'm like, I'm going, people calling me. I'm like, yo, my work, yo, y'all call, bro, you everywhere, bro. You on this page, everybody talking about you. Everybody talking, yo, you seen the guy with the Skittles? I'm like, yo, that's my boy. And then you got those one friends that call you on FaceTime. Bro, I told you I knew him, bro. I told you I knew him, bro. I'm like, like, kind of like me, kind of like, like me and Ricky. I'm like, yo, Ricky, yeah, 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 bro. And nah, nah, because my, my friends, they they extra with it. They be with a female. Look, bro, I told you I know, that we go way back, bro. Like, tell, her, tell her, bro. I'm like, yo, bro. I hit trying to find a new crush off of my success. You know what, man? Hey, kudos to you. Go bro. get you know, it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Get how you live, man. Oh. So how did that change you on the base, workplace? Um, um, You going around in Jacksonville is not a big city. You know, um, Ricky's father, Ricky's father is from Jacksonville, actually. The family's from Jacksonville, yep. yeah. His family's from Jacksonville. How did... first blew up, it was like, everybody was excited for me. 
But then it was like, you know, hey, get your to work. You know what I mean? We got shit to do. You know what I mean? Like, we understand you doing TikTok. Like, they, they supported my content fully. But at the same time, like, we got work to do. You know what I mean? But yeah, when we got good. time for that, we, we'll chop it up by that. But right now, Reed's feeling swim call. Where is this Marine said he had medical four hours ago? Where he at? You know, so I had real stuff yeah. to do. But then nobody knew I was on the June, though. Only a few people who were on the June was familiar with the scenery but people just couldn't figure out where that was because I never showed the exact place I work at. People would try to like, they would just, it was, it was like a manhunt for me. Like everybody was like, every time I went on live or something or every comment was like, yo, where you stationed? Where you at? What's your job? Who you work with? Hit me up like crazy. And like my request messages on Instagram before this, I had like two request messages. One girl telling me she's got her OnlyFans and another guy telling me to like, um, some information he wanted to steal my account. But that's the only two request messages I had. After that, yo, that, it was 99 plus the next day I woke up. 99 mm. plus. I was like, yo, I am really, people care about me. You know what I mean? Like, I was, people <laughs> really care about me, man. Like, you can't, like, to go out of your way to message me, you really care about me. That really made me feel good. I went through, and I was over here replying to all of those messages. Then I realized I can't be doing that stupid shit because then next thing you know, people just won't stop sending me messages. I'm like, I'll believe y'all in a request. Um, unless it's important. But then when people start finding out I'm in Jacksonville, I it it'll be the randomest places. Like I was uh, I went and got some Cajun seafood from the seafood spot I hit. And I go make a TikTok later on that day. Somebody in the comments go, Hey Sergeant, how was that Cajun seafood? I'm like, boy, what the like oh you spying on me? Like I got real nervous. I'm like, what are you talking about? Or like one time I was in line for a movie, going to watch a movie. These dudes was in line. I'm just standing in line. You know, my me, I, I still look at myself as a dude that came from nothing, yeah. super humble. Like, man, I'm just out here trying to get a dollar in a minute. So I'm just in line, you know, ready to get my popcorn. And these dudes behind me, like, hey, we got a question. Are you that guy from TikTok? I'm like, yeah. The, yeah, Skittles. Yeah, that's me. Oh my God, bro. Can we get a picture? <laughs> and I'm like, you want a picture with my like, all right, cool, man. Take a picture. Come on. So like if we get together, we take a picture, you know? And then like it would be random places I go, people see me be like, yo, you're that guy, right? Or I'll see somebody looking at me. And they do this weird, they do this weird thing, right? But they be like, they be like, <laughs> like, like, like it kind of looks like him. I don't know. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be that guy. To, that, that you know, person, say, all, yeah. To say, yeah, to say all black people look alike. So I'm just yeah, not yeah. gonna say it. So, you know, and it's like this one guy came to me one time, he was like, Look, man, I know it's kind of weird, but you know. Do you do TikToks? And I was like, no. He was like, man, that's crazy, man. You ever seen the guy with the Skittles? I'm like, oh, I think I have. He's like, yo, you look just like that guy. I said, yeah, because that's me. He was like, no <laughs> way. I was like, yeah, man. Like, Dude, I, I watch your videos all the time, man. Like, man, me and my Marines, man. We crack up. The, and like, the craziest one for me was walking into PX and a group of officers was coming out, right? They're in their uh, service uniforms. And I, I, you can see the shiny on the collar. So I'm yeah. like, yo, get ready, get ready to salute. And as I salute, they go, oh my God, it's the sergeant. And I'm like, <laughs> and they come, they come dap me up. Hey, yo, let's get a picture real quick. I say, bro, I, I feel like I done made it, but I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I went back hey, to the day that we were getting, the day that we were getting the um the food out down the Jude, this kid comes and goes, hey sergeant, um, are you the guy from Tik? You're the guy from TikTok. You're like, yeah. He's like. Yo, man, I just love your stuff. You're like, hey, thank you, man. I was like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I'm, 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 I'm chilling with a star, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I know him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
for me, it was it was super like, and I told people like, for me, it wasn't a thing of like, yo, I'm that guy type of thing. When people come up to me and they're like, yo, I love your content. For me, it was so relieving and comforting after going through so much depression in my life to have people verbally come to me that don't even know me and appreciate what I'm doing. That was just, yes, a, that, that, and that's why people say, hey, yo, you mind if I get a picture, bro? Of course, man. I appreciate the fact that you appreciate what I'm doing in life. That's all I love, man. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you turn, now that you're, you're sergeant, you're, sergeant in the Marine Corps is a big deal because oh, yeah. that's where, that, that, that's the person I get this stuff done, right? So mm -hmm. you being a sergeant, how do you intend to change that toxic leadership? What do you, what do you, what do you do in your space, your junior Marines, or even now that you have the ears of those senior Marines, because, you know, you know, you know, you could get into doors that other sergeants can't get in because of your content creation. What do you do with that? And how do you approach that to change it for the junior Marines? Exactly what I'm doing right here on a podcast, using my platform to get on any platform I can get on and voice my opinion. Cause my videos are the comedy skits, but me getting on a podcast like this, any opportunity, somebody hits me up and say, Hey, bro, you don't be on the podcast. I'm not looking at your followers. I'm not looking at what your setup is. I'm looking at an opportunity for me to voice what I'm really about and be able to put that out there. Now they get to see that and hear that in full detail. Not just me saying, man, there's toxic leaders out here. Me fully explaining what I went through during my time, the levels of depression I had to go through. And I am not like the average person where like, you know, who can figure it out and get to this point where I'm at now and doing content, doing all these things. Some people, you know, they never get to see that day. You know what I mean? They fall mm. apart. They 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 give up on their dreams. They get out the military and they just, you know, just they're they just want they just want to have peace. They don't need that. They don't care about the, the nice things in life no more or the big house. They just want to be at peace. And that's why I use my platform to do these types of interviews, to voice that, you know, concern and make it a big you know, situation. And when, and when Marines come to me with a very toxic situation they're going through, it's affecting their career. Too easy, man. When you free. We'll get on my Instagram live and you tell you tell me and the world what's going on in your situation with your command. And I've done that with a female in the army, no matter what branch you're in. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm here. That. Yeah. And like people, people's reaching out to her from all over the places, you know, like, hey, you know, I, you know, I know this person or I, this is what you can do in this situation. You know, just giving her resources and things like that. And that's what, you know, it's about because there are good leaders out there and they will help Marines like that that's going through that. And when I'm voicing this and people, you know, at, you know, dealing with toxic leadership is just something that, you know, is said from some Marine and some battalion when he's in the office with a first song. But to hear it be said on a, on a bigger scale for every branch to see, civilians to see, veterans to see, and see people go in my comments and tell their stories about their toxic leadership situations. Now it's like, we're going we're gonna to have to do something about this at some point, because now it's going to really make sense to those who really, because the people who are doing the numbers game for the Marine Corps aren't in, the, aren't in it. So they don't really know what's the retention problem. Now, when I put the numbers with the reality of this is the problem of retention, now it's like the main problem we was having with in the military with branches of retaining people, we finally figured out what is the most biggest reason why people get out after their first enlistment. Even people who've been in 12 years end up reaching the command where they're like, bro, I ain't doing this no more. You know, I'll get out and do something else. But by this time, I got some other opportunity I can chase at this point. I got my degree or whatever. Now we figured out something that's really making retention so hard for the military. We need to come up. And that's not for me to come up with. You know, I'm making it noticeable to you. And you need to come up with a way to fix this. 
Definitely. I've been hogging the interview, Rick. No, no, it's been good, man. You know, you know the insides and out, man. I'm sitting there like, man, can you say all this stuff? (laughs) (laughs) What's the repercussion uh, on this end where, you know, is there, what do you have to be mindful of, you know, as you even do share now uh, to this level uh, to make sure even the people that are sharing that they're protected um, as they're just like really just voicing, you know, their concerns because, you know, in the platform where you're trying to make things better, is there a risk where it can make things worse for yourself or individuals at that time? Oh, when you're voicing certain situations and things like that, you it's always a risk, you know? Either, you know, you can have somebody be like, oh, you violated this, this, and that, but you have to understand whatever you're planning on talking about, you have to understand those left and right ladder limits, you know? You, like, personally, like, like I always tell people, the Marine Corps is a great organization. I never, I would never attack the Marine Corps as an organization. My thing is those leaders that are in certain positions that are ruining Marines' careers, and that's why, like, when I voice my concerns, it's not, "Hey, the Marine Corps is bad. Don't join it." I'm like, man, I love the Marine Corps. I love how it's structured. The Marine Corps gave me structure in my life that I never had. It gave me a mentality that I needed in life to be successful in what I do. But it's just that there are certain leaders that are very toxic and needs to get rid of. And even when you're trying to voice something, stand behind something, at any given point in history, when somebody has fought for something to change that wasn't right, that person, nine times out of 10, crucified. But that change came. And you have to understand that, like, when you're fighting for a cause, you have to be willing to, you know, just don't go out here being reckless, you know, with, with your own personal things that you have going on. But you have to understand there may be a chance, uh, there may be a time where you're going to get put on, put it in hot water to make something better for the next Marine. And me, I'll tell you, I'm personally okay with that because I went through what I went through in Japan. And if I would have voiced that as loud as I should have, then maybe something could have changed before I got to my next duty station. Another Marine went through something and look, that Marine took her life. When I requested masks before she got there, if the command would have took that serious, that those leaders, those leaders would have been held accountable out of there. She wouldn't have, she wouldn't have to go through that. You know what I mean? So you make sacrifices because I tell people I make these sacrifices because people take their lives from this, you know? People ruin their lives from this. People get, give up on dreams, hopes, everything. You really break people down and push them to a point where they are no longer in touch with reality. And I'm willing to, you know, go back to bat with toxic leaders and make it known. You know what I mean? And it's just not me being reckless of like, oh, I'm just throw my career on the line. No, I'm fighting for something that needs to change, you know? It's not like I'm, I'm fighting for an award and I'm just out here saying all kind of great things. I'm fighting for the mental well-being of people. We know the military has the highest rate of depression, mental illness, you know, people going to psychiatric, you know, dealing with, you know, counselors and stuff like that. We know that this is, this is, you can Google this. People outside the military can see these statistics. It's not, it's not a secret, it's public information. Yeah, um, I like the fact I really love the fact that, Rick, that was a super good question um, because I'm here on this platform as a a, 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 a military member, as a Marine. Mm-hmm. And just like you're saying, we never, we'll, I will never tell somebody the Marine Corps is messed up. Mm-mm. You would never say the Marine Corps is messed up. So we're not attacking the Marine Corps or no. you'll never attack the Marine Corps but once one thing the Marine Corps or anybody can't argue is that there's toxic. Yes. 
So if what he's saying isn't true, then you'd be able to say, hey, I can go at, at Sergeant McCray because he's talking craziness. But because we know there's toxic leaders, I've, I've, I've gone through it. I've probably been a toxic leader at one point because I was, you remember, the old Marine Corps was just hard-nosed, oh, yeah. boom, 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 just, right? And it wasn't until, you know, till you get some other leaders, because once you're under another leader, you emulate that person. And then mm-hmm. you go here and you're like, oh, snap, this is another way of viewing it. This is another way of viewing it. And then you put everything in a gumbo and then you become the leader you are later on. But mm-hmm. I, la- I-, I love the fact that you're voicing your opinion. You know, you're going you're gonna to get... You're going to get pushback from some people. Oh, yeah. Always. But just like you said, you had that Malcolm X glasses on, Rick, you know, and you're 100% <laughs> right. You know, everybody in, in, in society that has ever gone against the grain has always been the person to get stepped on at the initial, but the change came. Yeah. So I love, I love that statement. Rick, that was a beautiful question because it kind of, it helped you to voice exactly what, because the commandant and everybody loves your, your content, yeah. mm-hmm. and the commandant and the sergeant major is is, is behind him. So um, yeah. I, I I love it, and 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 I mean, leaders, we just got to take ourselves. We got to look at ourselves at a different vantage point, and understand where everything is. The, the the world is changing so fast, and the way the the way the structure of the Marine Corps is, is totally different from when I first came in. Mm-hmm. And the kids are acting or, or reacting differently to things that we used to just water. Now they're more intuitive, a, asking questions, different stuff, you know? So uh, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an age old problem without a solution. Yeah. yeah but, but, not, but not exactly what you're saying is true. Just so people understand, like, you know, I'm not attacking the Marine Corps. I'm attacking the one thing that is, is well known is just our leadership. And I'm out here, you know, just voicing that. I just want, you know, the very thing that we preach, you know, know your Marines look out for their welfare. I just want us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, man, I, I love that you came on and shared this story. You know, a lot of people would see the the comedy and not see the pain that birthed, you know, the comedy. I mean, I would have never connected everything you shared today to any of your skits that you've done. And um, I, I'm just grateful to be able to, you know, be a witness of you be able to share this program, your, your, your process, but also to all of our travelers out there, you know, um, I was saying this to someone this week, you know, a lot of people want the, the highlights of the story, like the, 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 the big wows. I want the fat, mm-hmm. I want the, million I want the million hits on my video yeah but you don't want the pain that comes with being able to create that content right Mm -hmm. and with with everything in life you know in order to um receive greatness there is there is sacrifice at some level in your life right you're either sacrificing mental health and 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 a lot of it is not even self self self-inflicted it's just the nature of the journey right but when you mm-hmm. go through that nature of the journey and you get to this other side of it, the beauty and the story is in the testament of the story provides that strength for those people that are coming behind you. You are now an advocate for anyone that that is, is experiencing that toxic leader, leadership 
and someone that can talk to them personally and say, I know what you're going through. You know, I know mm-hmm. how you feel. I'm not going to tell you to go read a book uh, and say, oh, yeah, you'll get over it. You know, it'll be fine. You know, no, I can I can uh, sympathize with you and say, hey, you know, let, let's let's talk about this or let's not talk about it because I just know where you are right now. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, travelers. I want you guys to hear this story. I, I want you guys to look at your lives. I want you to look at your journeys. I want to look at the people that are around you. And for all those leaders that are out there right now, I want to challenge you to recognize, hey, what kind of leader am I being? Um, And if you're not a leader, you've been asking yourself a question, why am I not a leader yet? And then what kind of leader do I want to be? Right. So, man, I'm I'm not going to we're not going to keep any longer. We could be talking to you forever, man. I'm just like, oh, (laughs) It's good, right? You know, and there's so many different aspects of your story that we could have dove into, man. But I'm just so grateful that you've been able to come down, come and spend some time with us. Um, and uh, before we let you go, for those that do not know, you know where you are, they haven't been, they haven't been one of the millions that have saw the videos. <laughs> Share with them where they can find your content or come and see you live and in, in person at a show or something like that. Okay. So if you don't follow me already, you can look me up on any social media platform at ShadeOfficial underscore. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. If you ever want to talk to me personally, just message me on Instagram. I view my request messages every day and I see something in there important, advice, questions, anything I can help anybody on, I always respond. And And I I can attest, but that's how how I I, I hit them up. (laughs) An occasion restaurant in case they want to have lunch with you. (laughs) (laughs) we love it well travelers man thanks again for joining us for another week of the success journey show always remember you can go to to the successjourneyshow.com to see all of our previous um listen to all of our previous podcasts or go to youtube and see our previous podcasts We want to thank you guys for joining us today and we will see you again next week at the same time, same place on a success journey show. Everyone have a good one. Peace. One love. You've been listening to the success journey show where your dreams drive determination and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out the success journey show.com. The journey squad is here helping you to your destination. 